Welcome to The Lockdown, featuring your hosts, Eric Preston and Mike Conover. And now, The Lockdown Sports Podcast. Lift off and the clock has started. You like my shirt? Look at my shirt. NBA Finals, 2004, Detroit Pistons, champs. That's right, baby. That was uh, that was the last time I was really, really happy at an NBA Finals. I was almost really, really happy in this one, but I had to, I had to finish my crowning mush for the Phoenix Suns. Crowning mush. Well, I, I, I can't laugh at you too hard because the Bulls haven't won since '98. So yes, okay. yeah. The you finals. Know, I have you know I, I you know everybody knows I'm a huge Tim Duncan fan, so I, I kind of I'm not going to claim to be a Spurs fan. I never was ba- Bears fan. Tim fan. Duncan, by the way, is he? Yeah. Oh, dude, um, he's from the islands. That's because he's from the islands, and and they just they, they you know, know they give you that. That's the only they, team they could get over there. They give. It's like you they know, sent him the the lost uh, 2006 uh, Super Bowl playoff. <laughs> <laughs> Chicago Bears Super Bowl champions 2006. No, they were just getting like you know they were just getting like you know 1997 division champs. Rex Grossman jerseys. He's got Cade Cade McNown jerseys. Everybody in the Virgin Islands is walking around in a Cade McNown jersey. No, there's actually a great story about Tim Duncan. Um, after uh, some some game, he held the the Spurs plane on the ground so he could finish watching the I believe it was the Bears Seahawks playoff game, uh, the Jay Cutler years. Uh, let's see, that was probably two thousand nine, two thousand eight, two thousand nine. No, it was two thousand eleven. It was two thousand eleven. Um, yeah, and, and there's a, uh, a good story that he wouldn't let the plane take off because he was watching the game on his phone and he wouldn't let him move. Popovich was probably like, well, Timmy hasn't asked for anything in 13 years. <laughs> yeah, this must be really important to him. <laughs> We're going to let him watch the game because he's quiet, he's huge, and he might be a psychopath. So <laughs> Always the like quiet he's, one. He's a, he's a six-foot-11 six black dude from the islands that was a better swimmer than a basketball player. He's one of the <laughs> possibly greatest power forward of all time. He was a swimmer? I didn't know that. He's like, well, he, he grew up on an island. That's, well, <laughs> yeah, but Gilligan lived on an island for a long time. It didn't help him. No, Gilligan, Gilligan got stranded on an island. Yeah, Timmy grew up grow on up. an island. But, I mean, think about it. You're 6'11", you jump in the pool. You know, you got to have. You're like halfway there. Yeah, you got to have a good spot. You know, I, I'm trying not to make an absurd tall joke right now because <laughs> I hate him. Yeah, I was about to say, you know the other side of that. But the finals are over. I lost. I mean, the Suns lost. So, wait, can I, I before we go any further, yes, I lost. I want to talk about something. So, okay. it would have been my biggest gambling win ever. Sixty. It would have been a 60-unit win. Five unit bet, sixty unit win, tw- plus twelve hundred odds. Can I say a big giant fuck you 
to FanDuel for updating their app during the playoffs, the NBA playoffs, when we know tons of people have future bets, whether they place them during the playoffs or in the series or after the first five minutes of the series or like me back in December or March or whatever, updating the app and saying, by the way, when we update the app, you'll no longer have the option to cash this bet out. So I had a um, cash out option for the Suns that would have netted me a little under eight times my money. It was like seven and a half times my money back. And I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it. And at the time, I think the Hawks were still alive. And I'm like, the Hawks, I could have gotten eight times my money for the Hawks cash out. But it was only, I only had a one unit bet on the Hawks. But I was like, I can cash them both out and be guaranteed like a pretty decent payout. But mm-hmm. I said, no, I, let me think about it a little more. Woke up the next morning. Our app has been migrated. You no longer have the ability to cash out this bet. What about the people who had serious money on that? I would have freaked the fuck out. And I mean, as it is, it cost me, you know, 37 units, cost me $370. So I'm pretty pissed off about it. And then to top it off, I should have cashed it out because I had the bet on the bucks that I placed on December that I completely forgot about. Uh, (laughs) Brought me nine units back on that. But I would have made out okay if I cashed that out. I just didn't have the option anymore. That was was poor planning. And I guess there's really never a good time to do that because somebody's always got future bets. What if you had, like I've seen these parlays that are like, future bet parlays where it's the lightning and the uh, Buccaneers and the Dodgers and the Bucks and like all these. And it's like, these people can win like 200 grand. And now they've got like three of the five things they maybe be able to cash. And these are on FanDuel. They maybe be able to cash out and get like $150,000, $100,000. It's like deal or no deal. They give you the option to like sell it, the bet off, and now that option's gone. I'd be fucking furious. That that would have to be grounds for a lawsuit if there was some serious money involved. Anyway, that's my rant. (laughs) Don't gamble, kids. No, just don't lose. Don't lose. I've mastered the art of gambling and losing without actually losing any money. And I don't actually win any money, but. Anywho, um, congrats to the Bucks. They Giannis played fantastic. Yeah, he did. Especially game six. All right. What did he, what was he? 17 and 19 from the free throw line. He shot free throws well pretty much the whole series. The last game was amazing. At one point I, he was 13 or 14, I think. I with the last game? Yeah. I think he was 17 of 19, actually. Yeah, but no, but I mean, at one point in the game, he was like 13 oh, yeah. or 14. Yeah. Um, this is what I'd like to say. Like, when you talk about, I talk, I talk about the NBA and how it's, how, you know, this kind of new NBA is, it's kind of take it or leave it sometimes. But Giannis kind of brought me back a little bit. He he Not, he did what we're always saying he should do. Right. Just go in. He went in. 
they found a way for him to dominate or he figured it out or he figured out, okay, they just can't stop me down low. I think I, I give credit to Putinholzer. He just said, fuck it. Just passed it. Yeah. Passed the on. Right. And get out of his way. Yeah. And he went in and he responded. He dominated. But the, the cool thing is they, the Bucks do not have a super team. That's my favorite. That's my favorite part of the finals was the winner wasn't going to be a super team. Suns do not have a super team. So it, even though you know it was more circumstances that like, got them there, mm-hmm. they, they got so there. Yeah, they got. But the Bucks and uh, Suns got to the finals because of their depth. Definitely. All right, they built a whole entire team, and. You see what happens when you build a team of three superstars and a couple of other players. When you have a couple of major injuries, you're going to lose. You're screwed because you have no depth. Your bench sucks. Right. The Bucs lost Giannis for two games in the Eastern Conference Finals, and they finished out the series. Against a super team. I mean, they weren't necessarily a super team when – they beat them. I, I I will I I will kind of put in this little caveat, this little disclaimer, asterisk, whatever you want to call it. If James Harden or Kyrie Irving, not, not even both of them, are healthy, Brooklyn wins that series. Oh yeah, I, I mean, dude, if Durant's foot was a little smaller, Brooklyn probably wins that series. <laughs> That that picture went around, and it was uh, someone created a meme of uh, Bootenholzer and uh, Kevin Durant's feet, and they were like, "Kevin Durant or uh, Bootenholzer being just a guy, Bootenholzer being cemented in, in Bucks history," and it was his foot back, like you know, two two inches, and it's true. It was you know, yeah. if, if he gets tucks that foot in a little more, gets it behind that line, it's a uh, Probably yeah, that's game over right there. Yeah, and then who knows? Go to overtime. Who knows what happens in the finals? You know, who knows if if Harden or any of those guys are healthy? Well, Harden would have been healthier. Healthier, yeah. Um, but he was he was hurt. He was limping around. It was yeah. I and Kyrie probably would have come back at some point. Mm -hmm. So that last. uh, that last game was very slow. <laughs> they all the offensive performance in the first quarter was crazy. Suns were terrible. Then the Bucks were terrible in the second quarter. Then the Suns were terrible again in the third quarter. It was a uh, it was an interesting game. The Suns, yeah. I I I don't know if you saw this. I tweeted this out um, that the Suns were playing all game not to lose instead of to win. Instead of to win, right? Yeah. They they didn't come out and had that like our backs are against the wall they came out and actually played like they had like a 3-1 lead yeah it was almost like let's just get through this game and then we'll take them at home where the bucks were like from the get-go they were trying to put their foot on their throat right and and they did middleton didn't play great in that game no Giannis just took over the game but again you know some of the things that got the suns there were the the big play shots by Booker and Chris Paul. 
And you saw flashes of it. Booker played great, but they made turnovers in a lot of those situations when they were hitting big shots. Yes. That and I don't know what happened to Aiden the last four games of the yeah. season. He, he completely disappeared. So uh, I'm, I'm pretty much like, hey, if I also think if, if Aiden kind of shows up, but he got dominated on he got dominated kind of on both ends De- defensively in that last game, especially he was yeah. it was embarrassing. It, yeah. He was a, he was soft. I, mean, I, I don't know if it's embarrassing. The last game it was. I mean, granted, it's Giannis. Yeah. You mean you mean Sean Kemp? Do you still stand by that statement? Or have you backed off it a little bit? No, no, I haven't. I haven't. I, I, I feel like a guy. Hakeem, a guy Hakeem like, Jordan, and Giannis, only players to put up 50-plus points in the finals. Right. <laughs> the, eye roll, the eye roll was recorded and, audibly. <laughs> and Donovan Mitchell and uh, what's his name? Jamal from Murray. Denver. Jamal, Jamal Murray, Murray yeah. had like I already, I already knew where you were going with it. <laughs> All right. So 50 point games are not the same. It's it's like it's like thrown for 400 yards. It's true, but it's 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 still impressive in the finals. It's and, impressive. He had he had an impressive game. I'm not saying yeah. that. But I also think that if Sean Kemp played in the NBA right now in his prime, he would do these same these same type of things. And I'm not saying that as a knock against Giannis. Sean Kemp was a great player. It's not yeah. like I'm saying Giannis is Kwame Brown. Yeah. You know, I'm not. I'm oh, not whoa, 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 whoa. We don't need no more podcast beef with Kwame. Hey, I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we do. Fuck you, Kwame. <laughs> I, listen, I'm not saying Kwame is a bad player. You know. I. I thought I got angry at Van Gundy in the last game. I generally mm-hmm. like him. I got angry with him, real angry with him over something he said. And then I realized that he was being sarcastic. It was so snarky. I didn't even think he would, he would say it. <laughs> I forget what the play was. It was Booker and I don't remember who it was, but Booker went up and it was one of the plays where he sort of put his shoulder into him a little bit, but it wasn't like egregious. And then he got brushed across the arms when he was coming up. And Van Gundy said something to the effect of, look at all the contract, uh, look at all the contact you got to play through in, uh, in today's NBA. It's no wonder the <laughs> oh, offensive. That was when he, he made, he made the drive to the basket. Yeah. And he like, elbowed yeah, he, he was Portis. on the left baseline. Yeah. On the way in. And then Portis kind of, he like grazed his arm, and they called the foul on on uh, Portis, right? Yeah, yeah. Is that um, when Portis went running, sprinting yeah. down the court? Yes, yes. And Van Gundy's like, it's no wonder why offensive efficiency is down in today's NBA. Look at all the contact you got to play through. And I was like, are you serious? Are you serious right now? And then I realized that he was not being serious. Van Gundy wanted to lose his mind about the refereeing, but he kept reeling himself yeah. in listen i'm i don't know if i'm going back to coaching or not yeah so you, do you don't yeah you want to leave that door open yeah so but he kept wanting he re- and i was like do it jeff do it <laughs> tell so, me how you really he wanted to say he wanted to say this is ridiculous and i i the 
the stopping for like the flagrant fouls and stuff like like I understand you're, you're trying to everybody's trying to you know clean up sports and not necessarily but they're slowing it down and sissifying a lot of the stuff like fouls are, are you know sometimes there's a hard foul okay it doesn't have to be a flagrant foul that's yeah. part of basketball you're fouling somebody hard because you don't want that's why you see 40 n ones in a game yeah and the, the the flagrant foul used to be a foul that was outside of a basketball action right. And the one flagrant foul I saw in this series, they did not call. It was when Giannis got that alley-oop at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul just pushed him in the side. Yes, yeah. That's a, that's a flagrant Yeah, that's not a basketball <laughs> move. That's a flagrant foul. He wasn't going for the ball. He was just trying to push him. Did you now, see what if, what if Giannis lands awkwardly because Chris Paul pushed him and, like, well, blows his knee out? Then I probably win my bet. <laughs> no, because that was the end of that was like that was like yeah, the very end of the that game. Very end. <laughs> they weren't coming back. No, they weren't. I I stopped watching it with. Uh, it was like thirty seconds left. My dad was rooting for the box. I said to him, "I said, how do you always end up rooting for the opposite team that I'm on?" I don't. I didn't tell him. Tell him, hey, by the by the way, I got a sixty units riding on this. He like, my son's a degenerate gambler. He's like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Go Bucks. He's like, how much of that am I going to see? <laughs> None? Uh, okay. Go Bucks. Go Bucks. Uh, but Bayless, Bayless said, how can, how can they give Giannis the MVP? He wasn't even the best player on his own team. Chris, That's that would insane. Be, he said that would be Chris Middleton. That's no, insane. no, he That's said, this is, what, this is what he said. I can't believe they gave Giannis the MVP. He's not even the closer on his own team. That would be Chris Middleton. Just because Middleton had sort of carried some of that slack in some of these games, and he is a great shooter. He's I call him Katie Light. Like He does a lot of the same things that Durant does um, to a lesser extent. But Giannis was so great in this finals. He was the only Giannis, choice for MVP. I would, I would say to Skip Bayless this. There is no closing of the game yep. without Giannis. Yeah. Without Giannis putting in the work Hitting his all throws. game for 47 minutes, there is no closing. You know, that's you could say the same thing about when Shaq got in those MVPs in the finals. Right. Yeah, but Kobe's the closer. Kobe was Kobe was the closer. Like I, I hate, I mean, I, I understand he says these things because it doesn't gets, actually believe them. I don't think he does. It's hard to, it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell with him. I, I actually, I used to not like Skip Bayless that much when he was on, uh, I still don't like Stephen Skip A. Smith. Yeah. I like him a lot. I like him a lot with, with Shannon, with Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp is more – I like him more when he calls out him on this shit. Like, because Stephen A. Smith was also yes. full of shit, and I tend to agree with Shannon Sharp yes. a lot. Yes, I I agree with Shannon because Shannon Sharp looks at it from, like, a player's perspective. And the fan and the fan perspective. And it, Yeah, and he'll look at it from a fan's perspective when he's talking about, like, football. Yeah. I mean, uh, when he's talking about, like, basketball. 
because he makes some ridiculous, he, he does say some ridiculous things about basketball. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what are you talking about, Shannon? But, you know, Shannon might be on that. Hennessy. Nick Nick Wright says some pretty ridiculous stuff about that. Nick, I, I, I honestly, I honestly, I like, I like, like, Nick Wright, but I can't watch him because he says so many off-of-the-wall things. But I love the fact that he's just a huge homer. Yeah. Like, Pat Mahomes for the next three seasons – could complete 50% of his passes. Chiefs could go seven and nine, eight and eight, six and 10. And he'd still say he's the best quarterback. Yeah. He'd say why this makes the, right. uh, the, the 20, the 2020 Super Bowl even more impressive. <laughs> right. Yeah. Have it, all kinds of crazy scenarios about it. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, after the Super Bowl, he didn't make a ton of excuses. No. No, he didn't. He didn't make a ton of excuses. He was just like, oh, it is what it is. His so, NBA takes are just really bad, though. Did you oh, did, did you see today oh. about how he said he doesn't think Russell Wilson can help the Lakers? Uh, Westbrook? Yeah. Oh, Russ, yeah. Russell Wilson can help the Lakers. Russell Westbrook should be able to help the Lakers. It doesn't mean I, he's no. a fit. No, I, 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 I kind of agree with him there. If they, if they bring Westbrook – to LA. I mean, I it, obviously the, the rest of the roster construction makes a lot, but they didn't have a score once AD went down. Russ can handle that clearly. But here's the problem. Here's the problem. Russ needs the ball in his hands every play. Yeah. And so does LeBron. you can't. He's not the He's not. I don't think he's. The type, I don't want to say good enough, but I don't think he's the type of player that plays well off of it. Like Kyrie is a he's he's a ball dominant player, mm-hmm. but he can play off of the ball. He can be effective throughout the game off of the ball. I don't think Westbrook is built like that. With I don't, with I don't, AD I don't and LeBron around him, uh, I think he could adapt. He'd have to be willing to. He, he, but I said the same thing about Harden. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's a great point because Harden is a ball dominant guy, and when he got traded to to um, Brooklyn, everybody said, "Well, there's only one basketball to go around. Somebody's going to have to." And he did a really good job. His assist numbers went up instantly. Yeah, I didn't think he would give up the shots, though. I I thought he was he was going to still find a way to get the volume. Right, and I thought he was going to end up taking bad shots, and I was wrong. He played really well, and he fit really well with them. Um, but I, I, I don't know if Russell Westbrook does that with even with LeBron. I think they might butt heads. I think if the Lakers have a choice between Chris Paul and Westbrook, oh yeah, they're going Paul. to go grab Paul. Yeah, Paul Parker. makes more sense. And I think at this point, Paul might bite the bullet and be like, "I'll do what it takes." to come there mm-hmm. but he he doesn't want like a like he opted out of his his contract i think his last year had like 40 million on it yeah he opted out and said he wants like a three-year hundred and some odd million dollar contract he's 36 i don't know if it makes sense for anybody to do that do we see uh another situation again involving westbrook where 
he's just traded for another team that has a superstar that wants out. Do we see a Westbrook for Dame swap? Talk about a, a lose-lose for everybody. I don't think Dame. But Dame has, <laughs> Dame, has, Dame has actually come out and said he hasn't asked for trade. He, he hasn't asked for talk, trade, no. no. He hasn't talked No, it's just we're all talking about it. This is what the media does. The yeah. media says that he they come up with a scenario that he wants to be traded, and he hasn't said anything about it. Mm-hmm. And then everybody is like, oh, he's going to go here. He's going to go there. And he's happy in Portland, probably because, you know, maybe it has something to do with all the weed they smoke. But look, that that shit happens. I mean, we are we are only on for an hour and 20 minutes, give or take a week. And we're we have no sports. I mean, we could talk about baseball. You would have to do most of the talking, but we, we don't have any sports to talk about. So you have to make up stuff. These these people that are on for five, eight, ten hours a day. I was just thinking about it, and I never get bored listening, but I listen to Fantasy Sports Radio on Sirius XM just about every single day, and they mm-hmm. talk about fantasy football 365 days a year. So, I mean, you got to come up with, with stuff to, to talk with about. Some scenarios. To, yeah. Uh, you know, did you – by the way, you know who the – fun to talk about. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and it's, you know, one of those things that we're like, it's probably not going to happen, but – um, and on that same, probably not going to happen. But do you see the team that is the odds-on favorite for Ben Simmons to start for next year, or to play for? I, I should say. Uh, negative negative one ten is the odds. Let me let me let me take let me take a stab at it. And this is in a trade. It just it's it is the Vegas odds-on favorite to have Ben Simmons on the roster. Come opening day, and negative one ten is the odds. So it's actually in in uh, in minus territory. All right, is it in the west or the east? East. It's in the east. Okay, so that takes away who I was thinking originally. Um, in the east, please don't say Chicago. Nope. Okay. Um. Because I could see them doing something silly like giving up like Kobe White and Mark Kanan to uh, to get him, but um, I don't know. Sixers, they're now the favorite. Oh. So I I Great heard question. no. Well, yes, but that that wasn't the case before. That wasn't the case. The Sixers were sort of middle of the pack. Um, I can't remember this guy's name. Uh, Mark. Uh, not Barbie, Bobby Jackson. Crap. He's a he's a gambling guy. Um, he actually said that, and I don't, I don't I disagree with this. So I'm probably going to lay a bet to have him on another roster. I don't see any way Philly brings him back. I agree that they're not going to just give him away, but I just don't see him coming back. The I I don't I don't think that Philly is necessarily done with him. The organization, but I think the fans are right, and that's dangerous and, because the the since when did teams really listen to what the fans are saying right. that much? But right. I I also think Embiid is done with him, and I think that that's maybe something because his max is coming up; it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I I think maybe that that's part of it. <laughs> I think he's like, look, gotta get rid of this fucking guy. 
He's like, hey, Ben, how you doing? All right. Yeah, yeah. You're not talking about anything over here. Got to get him the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, it, it might be, but I also think that they, they know they're going to have to contend with Brooklyn next year again, the Bucks, the Hawks, you know, if they could get a little bit better. Um, the Knicks even. You know, they're like they, they're, they're seeing some 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 teams get better. And they might be like, well, listen, either this guy is going to make a miraculous change in the offseason. Or. We're going to have to change some things up, because if. And wasn't he just scenario like chilling up, at a hockey game or something the other day? Probably. I didn't see it, but probably <laughs> he loves hockey. By the way, um, I'm sure you haven't looked at these because you're you're not a degenerate. Um, the Bucks are plus 900 to win again next year. That's tempting. That's tempting. I see some numbers on here I really like. I mean, it's it's tough it's tough to lay something before uh, free agency and all free that. Uh, Bucks are the favorite at plus 200. Then Lakers at plus 525. Bucks plus 900. Golden State with better odds I, than a lot of teams, plus thirteen hundred. You took you took the. Uh, I actually am thinking about putting a future bet on Golden State. Plus thirteen hundred is good money. <laughs> that's that's tempting. I mean, shit. If if Clay is most of what Clay was, okay. So you'll have Clay, you'll have Steph coming off of what might be his best all-around season as a pro. Mm-hmm. You still have Draymond. Draymond played very, you know, pretty well down. Do you the think stretch. they try to trade Wiseman? Because he he just wasn't a fit for the way they play. Well, I don't think they'll they'll I don't think they'll trade him yet. I mean, um, it's only been a year. Yeah, it's only been a year. He's 19. So he'd be a junior in college this year. So I don't think they're really willing to give up on him because he, he played well when he was, when he was in there and he didn't really play any different in the pros than he did from what you saw in college. Right. Which uh, um, they were talking about that. uh, Scalabrini was talking about that the other day. Um, Isola was saying that they should probably just try to trade Wiseman. And uh, Scalabrini said exactly what you just said. You know, he kind of played the way he played in college, and that's not a fit for Golden State. But then why they, why they draft him? Yeah. They <laughs> like they, him it's reason. not like anything changed. Yeah. I mean, uh, he's he's got the, you know, the live body, the big, long, uh, you know, he, he, he's got a, a frame that he can put a lot of muscle on. You know, if you get somebody like that in the middle, um, you know, and I, you know, maybe if they could kind of turn him into like that Andrew Bogut. Yeah. Cause yeah, he just needs was, to have with, that post scoring presence yeah, to, to with, the point where you have to collapse on him a little bit and free up that right. perimeter. You have to honor him enough. Yeah. To pay him attention. Goes, right. And, you know, if they can get, you know, Aiton like play out of him. 
you, you can't ask for anymore. Yeah. You know, that's, that's probably all and that might be really his ceiling. Done. Right. And that's not, no, that'll, that'll, that'll get him a lot of money. Yeah. That'll get him a lot of money, especially if they win. So uh, here, here are some futures that, that catch my eye. Clippers at plus 1600. That's healthy. Uh, Lake, um, sorry, Mavericks at plus 2800. And Celtics at plus 5000. 50 to 1 odds. 50 to 1? Well, I don't think, uh, I, th- I think that's a better bet than Dallas. Um, yeah. I mean, Dallas. Vegas, uh, Vegas thinks Dallas is more likely to win the title. T- yeah, twice as I likely think, to win the title as I think, as I think that's that's strange because, especially what you saw out of Porzingis. I think they're expect. If I had to guess, I I I would assume that they're expecting some major changes in Dallas. Yeah. Well. But who knows? Then that back might right, and that's and that's where you look at a situation and say, okay, obviously they got a good nucleus. Luca is one of the premier players in the league. He's young and, and they got an owner that's committed to winning and will do what it takes. So you sort right. of have faith in him to, to right. shoot the unicorn and, and move on and, and uh, try to make the team better and, and learn. Cause he, and that's what he did when he got. Yes. Cuban's always been good at that. Like he will make those obvious moves. Uh, more times than not, it's getting rid of the players that don't fit as and, much as it is and, acquiring the ones that do. And I don't understand why everybody doesn't kind of take that, you know, take that uh, that general idea and run with it. Because some of the owners are just like, it's just one of their investments. Right. It makes sense in every sport. If you're a middle-of-the-pack team, swing for the fences. Yeah. If you're in the middle of the pack, what is the worst thing that happens if you swing for the fences? You end up in the bottom and you get a good draft pick. But the best case scenario is you end up, you know, a championship team. Baseball teams do it all the time. Well, they don't do it as much as they did, but they do it all the time. Yeah, there's a lot more parity in the league now. Yeah. yeah. But but you're right. Every year it's but are you buying or selling? And, and by right. by the trade deadline, teams have either said, All right, we suck, let's get rid of everybody, or we're close. Let's add as much as many people as we can. Right. Like, um, for instance, Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah, they just made a trade, right? They just picked up Nelson Cruz. Nelson Cruz is forty-one, but he's hitting two ninety-four. Yeah, even I've heard he's got of like seventeen Cruz. home runs. This is the kind of person that this is the kind of guy that puts you over the top. Yankees, when they were winning uh, all those titles in the mid nineties, late nineties, early two thousand, that's what they did. They went out, they find. Paul uh, they, they grabbed the Paul Neal. Uh, they got Tino to replace uh, Mattingly. Mm-hmm. They, but then they would find guys like Strawberry out of yeah. nowhere. He's playing yeah. in like a San Francisco softball league. and California Penal League. <laughs> yeah. And he comes in and he, he played huge for him on a couple of championship teams. Yeah. Doc Goody comes in, throws a no-hitter. But they're finding – you know, but they go out and they also get like the Roger Clemens, the, you know, uh, the Mucinas, the, you know, the, the list goes on, on all the people that they, you know, they're, they're, they think they're one or two players away and they go get one or two players. 
the, so. the glory days of the Yankees. <laughs> I can hear the passion in your voice. <laughs> we've 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 played pretty well after the All Star break and and leading up to the All Star break, we blew a couple games, but I think we could I think we could slide into a a wild card spot. Stumble what, into it. What's with? Tell me about this guy in the White Sox who just retired. Oh, out of nowhere. Okay, so you're Yer- same guy. He's the same guy that we were talking about uh, earlier in the season. Okay, now he has today. He has unretired. Okay, so um, oh wait, he did. I missed that. Yeah, Mercedes uh, Yasmin, uh, or I'm sorry, your mean Mercedes. Uh, he's he's still having a pretty good season, but he's a 28. Yeah, I was just about to say, like I saw his numbers; they're not horrible. No, he, he's got good numbers. Um, he had that ridiculously crazy start to the season. Um, and I, and he was down in triple a, I guess he was doing a, I don't know if he was doing a rehab stint. I'm not hundred percent sure why he was there. I didn't even hear, but, um, things just weren't going great for him. Yeah. And he just said at triple a, so he was just kind of like, I'm going to take my ball and bat and go home. Right. And he had one of those moments that a lot of people, he had a bad day at work. And he was like, fuck it. How many people haven't had a shitty day at work, you know, after, you know, like if you're in sales, you have a couple of bad, you know, runs. I, with- that, ha- that happened to me 14 times yesterday where I'm like, <laughs> <"Can> I, I'm <laughs> just going to leave right now. What the fuck am I doing here? I'm going <laughs> to go do this, you know, and people are, you know, and the thing that, that drives me crazy about stuff like this is people are, are beating him up about you know oh he just wanted attention and this and that and this is why i hate social media because it used it wouldn't have even been on social media this has probably happened to hundred thousand. yeah i was just gonna say history and a kid i went to high school with uh commented on it and he was kind of like well who does he think he is he can just retire or unretire and do this i'm like as long as his employer will have him back, yeah, right. he can. He, he, he kind of can. He can't, he can't change his mind. Like you, that's what I said to him. I'm like, really? What? What? We have to stop putting these athletes <laughs> on this pedestal where they're not allowed to make a mistake. Yeah, there, right? there's two two types mind. of types of people. The athletes are on, on pedestals, and they're always supposed to do everything flawless. And then there's the they're not real people outside of the field court. Right. ball you know whatever um, i was like this is a this is a real guy who probably probably has had you know an emotional couple of weeks or days or hours or whatever it was and you know he broke down probably you know like richard sherman richard sherman probably hasn't had a great summer yeah he hasn't had a great spring maybe like and you know he had a fit a lot of people are there's a lot there's Look at look. You can you can go on the internet any day of the week and see somebody doing something absolutely fucking ridiculous. Reddit and public public freakout is my favorite right. subreddit. <laughs> what was the woman was in Victoria's Secrets the other day? She's a fucking school teacher or something, and she's shaking like a leaf on the ground, saying somebody's recording her. Oh yeah, because she was Holy giving her attitude, shit. and then she turned the camera on her, and yeah. she realized she was being recorded. I saw that. Yeah. Holy shit! Like. You know, 
and you know will defend somebody like that oh she's having a mental breakdown or something and yeah she probably was no fucking shit she's having a mental breakdown she's on the ground shaking like Elvis but for some reason we we hold these players to some pedestal that they're not allowed to do anything like I love how especially considering that so many of them are kids like legit kids right right 21 20 what were you doing when you were 22 you know what I mean like I played the uh, (laughs) (laughs) but But yeah the other thing it's it's like the the just shut up and play shut up and drill yeah that's that you know and I love the fact, I love when I see people say they need to just take, keep politics out of sports. Well, you're a fucking plumber. Why don't you have to keep politics out, out of, of plumbing? Job? Yeah. Right. Why don't you do that? Oh, well, this is my page. I can do. Oh. oh, oh, okay. We didn't realize that that was also your page that that athlete was posting. I don't have the platform that they do. So even more reason for you to shut the fuck up. Mm hmm. All you're going to do is argue with somebody you've been friends with for 30 years. <laughs> yeah. I, I wish politics would stay out of sports and everything else. And, and my text threads, Dane. <laughs> uh-huh. Anyway. All right. So this is, uh, in my opinion, not a political issue, but the NFL dropped the fucking hammer today on its non-vaccinated players slash um, low vaccination rate teams. And essentially what this reminds me of is where you would be in practice and somebody would miss a free throw and the whole team would have to run (laughs) where you're punishing everybody. And this feels like, the NFL is really putting pressure on the, the unvaccinated people. I'm for it and against it at the same time. So I don't feel that anybody should be forced to be vaccinated in their place of work, school, sport, whatever. But I also feel like the employers and the schools and the leagues can set their rules. And if you don't abide by them, you, you, you go have to suffer else. the consequences. So I realize that that's sort of a cop-out because it's basically the same thing. But at the end of the day, the NFL is an employer and they can do whatever they see fit to maintain the integrity and profitability right. of their product. And after a year like last year, um, they're going to make sure they can squeeze every last dollar out of, out of these teams and uh, get, make sure they earn some of that revenue back. They did it already with the 17th game. And I'm surprised it came this late in the year, to be honest with you. I mean, teams just started reporting to camp a couple of days ago. And the NFL has now uh, added some COVID incentive for vaccinated players. And they're threatening forfeits and loss of game checks if an outbreak among unvaccinated players causes an unresolvable disruption in the regular season schedule. So, scenario. You play for the... For the Cowboys, you guys are playing the Dolphins. I play for the. How much e- money am I making? What's my contract look like? It's 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 small league minimum. Okay. Um, the 
if I'm if I'm making league minimum, I'm doing anything they need me to do. I'm yeah. not I'm not I'm not risking a game check. Yeah, right. So you know you're you're playing the team and uh, you're vaccinated and I'm not vaccinated and I play for the the football team and we're playing the Cowboys or mm-hmm. whatever whatever fucking whatever team you want. I test positive. I'm not vaccinated. My team potentially would forfeit and my team's going to lose their game checks. You catch COVID just the same. It's okay. So I think what they're saying here is you should probably get vaccinated. Uh, That's exactly, that's exactly what they're saying. Um, And I I mean, I'm not going to get into all the science about it. And yes, you can still get COVID with, um, you know, with having the vaccine. And you could still get the flu when you get a flu shot. Right. And, you know, but, you know, most of the people, from what I understand, most of the people that they're seeing that are still being hospitalized and still having a lot of trouble are the unvaccinated people. Yeah. And I'm not going to blame any business for wanting to protect the masses, you know, and wanting to protect their product. Because what they're saying is we had to push around a bunch of games last year and we had to jump through all these hoops and we had to put players at risk by moving games that people want to see and this and that. Steelers and Steelers and uh, Ravens had to play a game on like a Wednesday at like 2.30. And that shit was crazy. They bent over backwards for the Ravens repeatedly. Right. Because it was Lamar. Because it was Lamar. San Francisco, who was in the Super Bowl the year before, but had a losing record. Everybody, the team was hurt. They were still, I believe they were still outside of the playoff hunt. Like nobody really thought they were, but they weren't eliminated yet. They're playing the Packers and a couple of their wide receivers had just come back from injury. And then there was the COVID protocol. They had to literally like find like an arena league guy to fill out the roster. And the league did absolutely nothing for them. Yeah. So the league is like, we're not going to, I guess we're not going to play favorites and we're going to make you people do what we think you need to do. And that's get your vaccination. And, you know, I'm not one to force anybody to do anything. I, I agree with you. Like, hey, we shouldn't force anybody. But hey. Stay the fuck away from me. <laughs> it's Yeah, it's their rules. Just like if I say, I don't want you to come to my house because you don't have the vaccine and you're out here doing whatever the fuck you want to do, living your best life. Don't be offended. You know, don't be offended if I, if, if you know, I don't have you at my house. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that's what the NFL is saying. Hey, don't be offended by this shit. You know, you can do it or not do. Yeah. And the numbers of the players that are unvaccinated, it, it's smaller now. So as of now, 75% of all players have at least received one vaccination. Um, that's, that's a big number, really big. Uh, and more than half of the teams have vaccination rates above 80%, which is where you start to get some of these relaxed policies 
Um, the 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 new policy has um, you know some provisions in it for when a game is postponed. Um, what what will lead to a forfeit? Uh, so any it's all of the following circumstances have to occur. A game is postponed by requirement of the government authorities or medical experts or at the discretion of the commissioner. That's the everything's going fine until you hit the or at the discretion of the commissioner uh, because of ongoing health concerns of an outbreak. So that is takes something that's very specific that says the government authorities or medical experts have to shut it down and then throws in or at the discretion of the commissioner. So that one's pretty ambiguous. if, If they don't do it and I think they should have done it. I'm going to overrule them. Exactly. But, that's one. But, okay. So that's one of them. The next one is if the lead can't find a suitable date to reschedule within the 18 work frame, 18 week framework of the regular season, that's possible. Um, it's probably going to be a little easier with the extra week, but as we get later in the season, I could certainly see if you get like a week 15 game that needs to be rescheduled. I could see them finding difficulty rescheduling it. Now, if if you're a team that is a heavy underdog, right? Heavy underdog against the another team, and you uh, you have the option to play the game, and now you have like a shortened week or you're losing a bye week and having to play a team that was probably going to beat the shit out of you anyway, mm-hmm. or just take the forfeit. Now I know nobody is going to say, Oh, we, we would just take the forfeit. Right. But if you're talking about, you know, a game where you have, you know, you have some players kind of on the hobble and you think you have two winnable games after that, I wonder if there's a scenario where teams start playing, you know, start saying, yeah, we'll just take forfeit fine. Go ahead, whatever. And I know that's not yeah. the mentality of, of most sports, you know, any given Sunday you can win, but. No. And if, if something like that ha- happened, you know, they wouldn't want it getting down anyway. <laughs> um, and, and of course the angle that everybody's wondering about what happens if you have a bet on a game that's canceled. Uh, Caesars William Hill says that the game's form, uh, forfeited, the, all the wagers are, are voided. Um, standard spread uh, or money line or, or total wagers, so over-unders. Um, all voided. So Imagine, that doesn't you affect you in one way, shape, or form. You know what's going to happen to you? What? You're going to have a three-team parlay. <laughs> Probably. And, that, and, and the game's going to get it, And it'll be a layup. It'll but, be like, so it'll be it, like the Bucks jets <laughs> If, if that happens, the void actually takes that bet out of the parlay and you get paid out in whatever the odds are for the other two. So oh. I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> but yeah, you're probably right. Um, it'll, and it'll probably be the one with the greatest odds and then it you know, cuts, cuts my winnings down. Uh, during, the, during the announcement of this, this, this happened around, everything started to come out around like one o'clock. Um, as you can imagine, the players took to social media, Twitter specifically, to sort of uh, throw some some things out there. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, um, pretty stupid comment. I don't know if you saw this one. He says, I know two people right now who got the vaccine but are COVID positive, just saying. That right there, you might as well have tweeted, I don't know what the vaccine actually does. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's, you know, part of it is you, you educate yourself and, you know, but, and, and this is why I hate, you know, the, I'm only going to speak to the people who agree with everything I say. And I agree with the things they say. You have to, you have to see, you know, cause you get in the a group of people who all think the same, they're all going to, ha- you know, they're all going to be right about the same things and they're all going to be wrong about the same things. Correct. So, um, you know, again, saying stuff like that is, is it makes you sound uninformed. Right. And, and, and then when people are say people will say to you, be like, this is why you need. To, yes. You, need to, you prove you know, a lot of people's point when you say stuff like that. Exactly. Exactly. And it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough dealing with, uh, with uh, somebody who, I mean, but some people just have that mentality that no matter what, you say to them they're going to find a rebuttal whether it makes sense or it doesn't make sense they're contrarians oppositionists whatever whatever you want to call it right so you know and again hey to each their own you don't want to get it don't get it but just don't don't be upset when the hammer gets laid down on you and you have to you know, and you might lose some money. Hopefully that's all you lose is money, you know, but, you know, I just, I hope, I hope by the time the season rolls around, we don't even have to worry about any of this shit and it's all cleared up and we can just get back to arguing about who's better at different positions and things like that, instead of arguing about stuff like this. But the other thing I wonder about, about this new rule is how, how far, Will the commissioner go to let a game happen or reschedule a game when it's a huge game? When it it's going to be one of the biggest games, you know? Yeah. Yep. When uh, when it's a gut when it's a gutsy call and you're potentially altering the future of one of the teams, um, you know? Or what do you what do, what do you do in a playoff situation? Did they, did they say what, what happens in a playoff it situation? Doesn't. It doesn't. The only other thing that they addressed was that if the outbreak comes from unvaccinated players. So, right. So what if what if it's the Super Bowl? What if it's the NFC or AFC championship? Yeah, yeah I, doubt you know, the, I doubt they're going to forfeit a playoff game. That would be just crazy. Could you imagine that? Could that you? Would, that would be nuts. That would happen to that would Paul, happen to that that would be you know people are always like oh put an asterisk on it that would definitely earn an asterisk one of forfeit in playoff game because somebody wouldn't get vaccinated <laughs> that would be interesting well you know Hopkins also came out and uh, said that he was contemplating his future in the NFL. Um, because yeah. they're he's quote unquote yeah. forcing him to be well he well first of all did you see he's already deleted that tweet yeah he already deleted that tweet and then he followed it up with something that says i got nine more years left in me y'all have a good day that it's not as impactful when you deleted the tweet right right you said it so, you thought about it yeah what the hell did you say it for 
you know, people also have to it changed his mind. stop having somebody got to reactions. him. It's like, dude, shut up. <laughs> you have to stop having a knee jerk reaction and, and going and jumping right on social media. Yeah, well, that's that's the problem with social media. It's in the palm of every one of these players' hands. And, and as I mentioned a few minutes ago, they're kids. They're kids with right. a lot they're of money, and some Earth. of them have invinci- invincibility, uh, right. you know, uh, complexes. They are used to getting their way, and now they have this platform where they can communicate to people on a worldwide scale every thought and picture that they want. Um, I'm surprised we don't actually have worse things taking place, to be quite honest with you. Paul Pierce. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't even think that was that bad. Like, what was so bad about that picture? Uh, I didn't think. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> well, I think, I think, well, Paul Pierce is a married guy. Uh, yeah, I think it's just the association with Disney at that point. And yeah, and and Disney does not play with uh, shit like that either. But um, I think most guys were like, I don't really see a big problem with it. But I don't, uh, I don't hang out in places like that. <laughs> Fuck you, Paul. Fuck you, Paul Pierce. Not since COVID. <laughs> not since COVID. Not since COVID, yeah. <laughs> nobody invites me to. I I don't get invited to any parties like that. Camps have opened, as we mentioned before. Unfortunately, we already have one big injury. Uh, Cam Akers, uh, second year running back for the L.A. Rams. I got it right. Tore his Achilles. It's uh, that's a tough injury to come back from. Especially for a running back. Especially for a running back. Um, you've seen a lot of running backs have that and not ever really come back to to perform at a level high enough to, to play. Um, but I, I don't think uh, – I don't think this is the demise of, of the Rams. Uh, no, had, I, I had Henderson. Henderson put up pretty much the same exact numbers as Akers last year. I, I contend that they don't think much of Henderson because otherwise they wouldn't have had they wouldn't have drafted Akers. Now that I, doesn't mean he's I not disagree. capable of doing some things. I, I disagree with that though. Because in that offense, you know, that's all from that kind of like Shanahan tree of of running and they always, you know, even Shanahan's dead, they always had like multiple backs. Uh, you know, they go through running backs. I don't think it was so much a knock on Daryl Henderson as we're adding depth at the running back position. But they still had Malcolm Brown on the team at that time. And well, I didn't think it was, like I don't a think huge they call, maybe, maybe it was Malcolm Brown that they don't think as much of. Yeah, that's, that's possible. And clearly they, they let him go. Yeah, Henderson Henderson still got touches last year. And he produced. Uh yeah, he, he had a decent decent year. Yeah. Um 
and he can catch the ball a little bit out of the backfield, which is I still I still think that they should. I mean, he's tiny as hell, so maybe they don't want to get him killed. But I, I still think it would be interesting to to have them run Atwell uh, on uh, third down as as like a pass catching back. I, I think that uh, might be interesting. But uh, I mean, the dude Atwell weighs what 150 pounds. Two two up. Yeah, he's super tiny. Yeah, uh, I mean, I I think he's going to 165 be, pounds. He's going to be one of those guys that that you're going to see going in motion and all over the field, trying to get matched up with like a linebacker. Yeah, and, yeah, and and McVeigh's usually pretty good at that. Uh, but maybe that is something. Maybe his role is a little bit expanded now that um that Acres is uh, unavailable for the season. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, you know, there's still people out there. I wouldn't be surprised to see to see them go get somebody. Yeah, what, what vet is really like? Who who's exci- you getting excited over Le'Veon Bell? How about Frank Gore? <laughs> How about Frank Gore to the range? Um, I see. Frank Gore could still give you like eight good yeah. touches a game, but. I don't know if he fits into that offense no. well, well enough. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, ten years ago. Yeah, yeah. Now, nowadays, yeah. It's, and and he's that. going to. It's going to happen, and it certainly seems like he's not going to go out gracefully. He's going to play until he can't walk anymore. One of these years, of course, going to come out. And he's going to look really bad. He's going to have a carry in the game where we're going to go, oh, it happened. <laughs> it happened. He got he's going to look like he's running in sand. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, for a guy who's – I mean, he, he's – his he was never super – he was never really fast. I heard that he wants to play with his son. Like, that's what he's trying to hang in there for. How old is his son? He's in college. He's playing in college. Doing a LeBron James. Uh, he is a running back at Southern Miss. He looks a lot like him. Well, that's actually, yeah. No DNA test needed. <laughs> uh, oh, speaking of sons, while you're looking stuff up, have you have you seen Ron Dane's son? No. Ron Dane's son is a, I believe, a freshman in high school uh-huh. and he's like he's a i think he's a running back also and he's like six foot five or six foot four and i think he's 265 pounds ron, Dane, ron Dane jr i think so he he's not a fat kid either oh no this isn't this isn't the right so Looking up something totally different. Yeah. Let's see, Ron Dane's son. Zion Dane. Okay. Southern County High School. Yeah, so I guess he's gonna be a junior. Oh wait, there's there's he's got a couple of sons. Zion Dane and JV on Dane. JV on Dane just committed to Northwest Missouri State. No. He decommitted. All right, I'll try to find pictures of this dude. 
uh, while we're on the subject of running backs, how, how do you feel if you're a Giants fan today with the news about Barkley? How do you feel Oof. about that? Because it ain't like um, he's, on, he's on the pup because he had off-season surgery. This, yeah. to me, is scary. Yeah, I, I'd be I would worried. be very scared. I would be very scared um, because this could be one of those ACLs that uh, you're like, you get to the rehab. Like, remember Jet McKinnon? Mm-hmm. He tore his ACL in preseason. I think it was like the last preseason game. Mm-hmm. He didn't play for. He didn't play for two years. Yeah, <laughs> you mean good old good old circle jerk McKinnon. Circle jerk, circle jerk, McKinnon. <laughs> so, uh, so I, you know, I, I, I hope for his sake, you know, the league's sake, Giants fans' sake, that uh, it's not one of those situations. But for a guy, you would think that would rehab the way that uh, that uh, Barkley, Barkley would. Yeah. Yeah, that's and the scary part. Him, you know he's a workout animal and he probably gave right. it 120%. Like I, well, I can tell you if if this was the news I heard about Nick Bosa, I'd be crying, right? Yeah. Now. That's <laughs> That's that's just yeah, I guess I could compare it to that cuz he's coming off of an ACL. If he was coming if if uh they started him out on the pup list, I would I would be very very scared because I'd be like we're not going to have much of a pass rush. Yeah, because it, you know he's had all this time to he heard it in the game against the Bears, which is I think it was week three. Yeah, he's so, had all that time to recover. It it, it would it what makes you think he's going to be all better six weeks from now? And even if he's able to play, how effective is he going to be? So maybe maybe that makes sense why they went out and uh, got some more running backs. Yeah, I mean um, they're they obviously are the first ones to know. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean it. It sucks. It sucks for Giants fans to to hear that news. Um, I mean, I still think they but, overpaid for for um, Devontae Booker, but I understand why maybe they did now. Yeah. And I'm surprised. I'm surprised they let Goldman go. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he played pretty well for them last year. He did. And then it was kind of strange that San Francisco picked him up. I thought it was strange that they picked him up after they still had Mostert and, um, Oh God! Oh, I sound like a bad Niners fan right now. <laughs> <laughs> and they drafted Sermon. Yeah, and they they drafted Sermon. Uh, but why can't I remember my other guy's name? Ah, fuck it, it'll come to me in a minute. But um, the you know just the building up of, of running backs, but. Then you get a team like the Giants who are you talk, you're talking about Jeff Wilson. Is that who you're trying to remember? Jeff Wilson. Yes. Jeff Wilson. Yes. Jeff Wilson. Um, I I can't understand really why the Giants let 
let him walk. He didn't cost much money and he did well for you. Yeah. And then if even if you knew, you had to know that Barkley's he was a little bit behind in his recovery, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's not like I mean, I, I suppose there was a point in time in the recovery where it sort of dropped off the cliff and things started going wrong, but you'd have to imagine there were there were signs earlier on. If they don't have him, I mean, they went out and, and spent some money on receivers. Um, did you see Kadaris Tony is on the COVID-19 list? He's opening opening uh, camp on the, on the uh, COVID-19 reserve list. Um, don't know. Don't know if it's a positive or if he was just exposed to somebody. Just exposed but to somebody. not not a great start, Juju wise, for the Giants camp. You know what I thought was odd. Speaking of protocols, Giannis's brother entered into the protocol list. Right. Mm-hmm. If there was one person on the box who might have been in close contact with him. Don't you think it was Giannis? Yes. Yeah. I As soon as I saw that, I was like, hmm. That uh, did, doesn't seem likely. Yeah. How does he How does he get out of the whole getting into the protocol thing? Yeah, well, we know, we know the answer to that one. So just that right. was the, the NBA and, finals. Stage. I mean, shit. I wouldn't be surprised to find out like two weeks from now if he had COVID. Right, and yeah, he was looking tired out there. Yeah, he really was. Um, That's because he was, you know, carrying the whole team on his back. <laughs> <laughs> Not according to Skip. Yeah. Skip. Skip. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's what I'm talking about with the NFL thing. You know. What if it comes down to one of these huge name players? Are they going to, you know, are they going to make an example out of what if it's Tom Brady? What if it's Mahomes? You know, one of these face of the league guys. Are they going to make an example of him? I don't know. Be interesting to see. Yep. We'll see what happens when push comes to shove. All right, let's let's end it on this one. I left this one just for you for last so we can talk about it. Fred Warner, now the highest paid off-ball linebacker in the NFL. How do you feel about that? Ooh. Well, I, yeah, I, they they made no bones about that they were they were setting stuff aside for him to get paid. I mean, the plan is that he's going to get paid. Um, they're going to have to pay Bosa next year. Uh, then you have, uh, then you're going to have like your Debo Samuel coming up. Uh, he's also going to be up for an extension and then Ayuk's going to be up for an extension soon. Um, so I think things like that are the reason why I think you might see Trey Lance earlier than later because they're going to want to see if they have to pay Garoppolo or if they're going to let it ride with the kid. Um, I think this is going to be uh, Garoppolo's last year in San Francisco, no matter what he does. But as far as uh, Fred Warner goes, uh, 
he's he's I think he's as good of a, maybe even a defensive player. I'm not going to say linebacker as there is in the league. I mean, he does. He literally does everything, you know, and he does a lot of things that don't show up in, in stat sheets. Like, you know, he's covering, you know, he's covering guys like McCaffrey and Kamara and tight ends that are killing everybody. He's covering them. He's shutting them down. So um, I'm, I'm static that he's going to be there another five years. Not real. Uh, I'm not real happy about the size of this contract because Roquan's deal is going to be pretty structured around this. Um, very similar numbers, uh, especially get your last money year. right, Chicago. Yeah, that's going to be uh, it's going to be tough. Um, it's a lot of money. It's a lot. Of, a lot of, I mean, it, it's it's a lot of money for a non-pass rusher, non-shutdown corner, and I, I sort of I don't feel as strongly about middle linebackers and running backs. Like when I, I feel like you can find middle linebackers anywhere, but it's hard to find like superstars. Like, so take, take, you know, Chicago situation. They let Kwiatkowski go. He goes to the Raiders plays fantastic. Um, Having a great year over there. They ended up keeping Trevathan because he was cheaper. Um, And and Trevathan started off slow last year, but, you know, picked up and had, had a pretty solid year. But the Raiders, I think, are paying Kwiatkowski like, I want to say $28 million, and he's playing right. pretty well. Um, so that makes it hard to swallow a pill like this. You know, you're, you're, you're averaging $19 million a year over five years. Um, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. But, um, you know, Warner. But, but for, for what he does, like, he didn't realize how good he was until until he was out. Well, yeah, not not only until he was out, but until um, I can't remember anybody's name. Uh, <laughs> how, how many of them birthday bottles you got left? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, um, who's a fucking linebacker that he shipped off to the Saints and he gets hurt every five minutes? Oh, from um, Quan Alexander. Uh, Alexander. When Quan Alexander went down. And you really saw uh, Fred Warner do. He was doing a lot of the stuff that uh, Quan Alexander was doing. And he was still doing the stuff he was doing, but he was doing everything on the field better than everybody else. Yeah. And it didn't hurt that Drake Greenlaw turned out to be a, a stud also. Yeah. Too bad they wasted any money on Quan Alexander when they didn't have to. Yeah. Well. Linebacker but I cemented for five I years. It. I dig it. I got no problem with that. You got to pay the guys that are are the core of the team. Yeah, when you're lucky enough to come across uh, right. uh, an elite defender like that, you got to do what you can to, to keep them. Agreed 100%. All right, that'll do it for this week's episode of the Lockdown. Uh, next week, uh, maybe we'll get into a little uh, little mock draft. How's that sound? Ooh, do, do a mock. Do a sounds mock. real good. I was looking at one earlier today. I didn't finish it. I got a uh, sidetracked. Had to go outside and do some shit with the pool, whatnot. But uh, 
Yeah, I'm I'm up for that. Maybe we could do. Ooh, this this sounds interesting. Maybe we can do an actual best ball draft, like not even a mock. We'll join the same best ball league and do that. That that would be a okay. little different. I haven't done a best ball yet. I'm, I'm I'm dying to. This is definitely the year. Okay. And the best ball, best ball, they just set the lineup for you. So you just draft and that's it. There's no ad drops throughout the season. There's no lineup management. Um, they automatically put like your top like eight or nine scorers in the starting lineup for you. In the starting. So yeah, you go you go boom or bust there. It takes the pressure takes the pressure off. That'll that'll be a little easier. Also. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Deshaun Jackson in the first round. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, he'll take himself out of the lineup. For I'm sh- I'm sure he will. Yeah. Until next time. All right, you classy individuals. You keep it classy. Stay classy. Especially you, Dane. Peace.